0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. This is John Kerman and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: Hi, this is PJ Butler and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
0: This is Kyle and you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. Hey, this is Jim.
1: This.
0: Leaving a Legacy, got a mouthful of meat.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Oh wait, that's not what I meant. Don't put that on there. Now we take you to the Red Room, where round one parents have been posted.
1: Welcome back, everyone, for a happy holidays edition of Leaving a Legacy. I hope you're all still stuffed to the gills with turkey. ...and other fixings. I know I will be in the future because it's not Thanksgiving yet here in the past. But, luckily, I have a companion on this magical ride tonight. The rare and illustrious trickster, Adrian himself. What's How- happening, Jerry? Oh, not much. How are you?
0: I am fucking full. <laughs> Good, but no... I had a whole, I had a whole lot of Tofurky... Oh, yeah. I, I had some turducken. Yep.
1: Isn't that kind of, like, counterintuitive if you go from a tofu turkey to literally every meat combined in bird <laughs> and form? Deep,
0: and then we'll deep fry
1: it. Uh, I'm sure that exists somewhere, deep fried curducken.
0: Uh No, it's, uh, did you, I, I skipped out on Black Friday Christmas shopping. I, I prefer my Christmas shopping on December 26th. Good. Good. I just I try I try to avoid everybody through the holidays and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'm kind of sad but I'm not going to be able to step foot inside a store for the next month.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I I have absolutely, I have no interest in watching people fist fight over Furbies in a Walmart.
1: <laughs> no, but I had to go like pick up toilet paper the other day and I almost got murdered by a family of four. <laughs>
0: oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I always end up needing something stupid at the store and it takes me two hours to get out of there.
1: Right, and Target is the closest store to my house, so it's just naturally the place I go to and Target is also a war zone this time of year. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, I forgot how terrible this shit's gonna be. I just put the plow on the brook. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like three flakes last night, so I figured I should put the plow on.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did get I, the, I, the first dusting. I came out to yeah. that this morning.
0: I heard I heard Western Mass might get a foot of snow, so I, oh, I just I did, I did, yeah. And they and apparently they did, I didn't. But that's perfectly fine. I just put the plow on because I didn't feel like fucking around with it. Good.
1: What you really got to do is just mess with people and put the plow on and then, like, go on a road trip to Florida. Just drive around Florida with a snow plow on your pickup truck.
0: Oh, I can't even joke about the shit I was talking about doing with the plow.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Going right into the X-rated podcast right away. (laughs) (laughs) Just plowing through it all. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, actually, I was surprised. I was in Target picking up my toilet paper. And, of course, I went to the toy aisle because that's where I apparently thought the toilet paper was stored. And I happened across. <laughs> they have this little magic section in Target now in the toy section. Uh, and with, you were
0: like, hey, that makes toilet paper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But uh, So I went over. I'm like, yep, all these prices are ridiculous, like fifty for a booster pack. Um, Okay, but what I was intrigued that they had pre-packaged conspiracy draft sets. It it was oh, I didn't know this. The draft set, yeah. So I don't think it's sold in game stores. I think it's just a big box retailer thing. But it's three packs of conspiracy. In their wrappers, and of course, because we need to kill the environment, it's then wrapped again.
0: <laughs> a blister pack, yeah. in a
1: In a blister pack, uh, and it just like says like big bold like conspiracy draft set. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Okay, okay. So it was just three packs. Those I did see. Yeah, I saw those. I saw those at Walmart. and I'm like, I'm still thinking I'm better off to just buy the singles. Oh yeah, like, I mean it's it's a, a terrible. I don't think I've talked to you in a little while, so I sold my collection again.
1: Again, building another bathroom. That's what the rumor on the street is. No,
0: I, I had to. Um, I was going to try to help somebody out, and uh, so I had to sell the collection off so I could actually get a monthly fucking payment off it. So,
1: I, I, the only thing I kept was tin fins. Good. At least you you held on to reason this time. Oh
0: my god, I fucking held that deck like it, I, I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted. I kept tin fins with the alternate sideboard that I'm not a huge fan of, but it really doesn't matter because it's tin fins. So like, just uh, win
1: game one and you've won the day. It's a moral no victory. It, yeah, it
0: really doesn't seem to matter. It's either either the opponent has a deck that's prepared for something like that, or they don't. Yeah, and <laughs> if they, like I still, you know, I I I was playing what the hell the, when I when I sold the rest of the collection, I was playing with somebody too, and I played in a little event. This was down in Providence, yeah. And I, I still I played like a whatever the hell the two pm was because I saw you down there at noon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Right, you did the noon event. Yep. So I did, I did the one after that. There was like eight people. <laughs> Good. Good. The, the guy next to me was playing Eldrazi. Yep, and I still haven't played against Eldrazi. <laughs> <laughs> Just it, dodging it's, it. It's, it's it's amazing. I don't know. Everybody talks about Eldrazi, but I'm, I'm I mean, I'm to see it. Apparently, I need to play more.
1: It's yeah, you do need to play more, but it's also way down in the meta. It's you, I'm not seeing it nearly as often.
0: Okay, it's it started to wane off the side.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's 15 minutes in the spotlight around, and I also think it shows that it's not really top eating anymore. Because, I'm sorry, Pat, I just, I don't really think Eldrazi is inherently, like, one of the most powerful decks in the format. I think it's just, it's a consistent deck that gets free wins, and when 25% of the room are playing it, you're going to see it in the top eight, just because so many people are spinning the Wheel of Fortune, at least one of them's going to come up daisies.
0: So is it, is it is it running, like, the same numbers that Blue Red Delver was for a while, until they started banning Treasure Cruise?
1: Uh, Where it was just I mean, so Red Del- it was
0: so strong and it was so popular that it started seeing itself.
1: Uh I mean I d de- yeah. Oh, you're saying like Blue Red Delver back in the Treasure Cruise days? Yeah, I definitely yeah. I definitely see kind of a, a mirror story arc between those those two decks. Okay. Uh, but I mean that's just kind of the meta in general, like decks come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's still out there. I mean, it top 16 uh, uh the SCG this week, but I mean, it's we're not seeing like three copies in every top eight anymore.
0: And what is it people no- normally do it against Teldrazi? Like, was it just moat for a while, or what?
1: I mean, moat is great, but I don't think that's a viable sideboard option. Just Not because, for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ballers out there were running moat. <laughs> the, well, the guys in
0: Atlanta will fucking be playing moats all day. Oh, well, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if you got them, run them. Um, <laughs> I think just in general, curves tended a bit higher. Uh, people were favoring their two and three drops, so the chalices weren't as big of a problem okay um you know you saw a lot of those like quick one drop decks kind of fall out of favor like rug delver in fact those got pushed way down elves, <laughs> tin yeah tin fins elves, <laughs> elves got pushed way down because that's really susceptible to chalice and uh, just other decks have been rising to the top that uh, aren't as badly hurt by the the chalice of the void and kind of as a uh Collateral damage, uh, Sensei's Divining Top counterbalance, and Miracles was kind of uh, affected by that same, uh, you know, shift in the meta.
0: Okay. Huh.
1: Um, so yeah, people's curves just went a bit higher. You know, we started seeing more True Names pop up because uh, True Names very good against Eldrazi. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Well, do the Eldrazi guys have a lot of Trample? No. The only one that has Trample is Reality Smasher. So as long okay. as you can keep a Reality Smasher from resolving, True Name will block for days. Uh, so, I mean, it just, you know, I think people just, they learned how to play against the deck and it's, it's, uh, it's not as scary as it used to be. I think it's a very good thing. I mean, anytime we add another playable deck to legacy, I feel it's good for the meta. It increases the diversity. So I think Eldrazi is in a very comfortable place right now. Hmm. Um, you know, still a totally viable deck to take down your local meta game. Uh, you know, still wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up in a top eight from here or there. All I'm saying is it's just not like a dominating force that might need to be addressed by a ban like by a ban or something like that.
0: Yeah. So I don't even I don't even know where the fuck we are now. Um Kaladesh has been out for a little while, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Kaladesh, I think we're getting getting into uh What's the, I know the next block is Egyptian themed, Amon kept or something like that. I don't know if there's one more set left in the Kaladesh block. They keep changing it every every couple months, so I just I gave up paying attention to how new sets come out.
0: <laughs> the next set is Egyptian themed.
1: Yeah, yeah. The next block is Egyptian themed. It's like that sounds. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's supposed to be like Nicol Bolas's home plane. Oh yeah, and he's like the god, and all the all the like Egyptian themed races worship him.
0: Okay, I, Now, this is I, I. don't even know why I'm fucking all excited by that. I really could. I'm not a Vorthos guy at all. Eh? Hey, <laughs> everyone has that one
1: Vorthos set that just gets them.
0: <laughs> I suppose maybe that's maybe that's what it is. It I mean, could, I really I I started playing to get an Innistrad, and it's not Innistrad had some really fucking cool flavor to it, like. Mm-hmm in the drafting of it, but I, I, wasn't even familiar enough with drafts at that point.
1: Yeah. I, I, definitely missed out on the Innistrad as well. Cause I, I came back with new Phyrexia. Uh, but it was before Innistrad. It was, but like, I still wasn't like in balls deep as oh. I, as I am now. Okay. Basically, I was
0: drafting Innistrad just to get to legacy.
1: That's really all
0: I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the place I was playing at was like, what? Uh, I don't know. 10% off singles. If you registered for the draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll register for the draft. I'll draft fucking InstaRed. Get three packs and 10 percent off an Underground Sea. Whatever.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: That was worth it. Um, all right, so then when when any idea when they're going to start releasing spoilers for that
1: Egyptian set? Uh, I have no idea. Probably soon. They keep they keep jamming new sets down our throats, so I wouldn't be surprised if they've already started and I didn't notice. Oh right, because they just released that Commander set, right? Yeah. So, so we just got off Commander spoilers.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, I have, like, fucking been not keeping up at all.
1: <laughs> this is the catch-up episode. It's a but good it's a good holiday episode. Gather around after you're stuffed yourself and just find out what's been going on in the world.
0: <laughs> well, the nice thing is, is that when I pick up my deck and play, Brainstorm hasn't changed.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's true. And it's still legal. It hasn't rotated.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That's one of the things I love about Legacy. Oh, if I get fucking busy with something for a couple of months, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, it's, um, oh, that was the other thing too. I sold the collection, and like the week after that, SCG's like, "Well, we're not doing a legacy anymore."
1: Oh, I, mean, I know. I guess I
0: sold my collection at a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely sold it at a good time. But I mean, Tales of Adventure's already stepped up, saying they're starting a legacy tour. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone made a big deal about the SCG thing, and I just really, I didn't, I didn't care because we went through this exact same thing a year ago, and guess what? The sky did not fall. <laughs> right. Right. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing how that shit happens. But... So
0: this guy did not fall. Tales of Adventure, where are they out of? Are they out of, They're not out of Mass, right? They're out of Connecticut or Philadelphia?
1: No, they're out of Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. Coopersburg, okay. I believe. Or at okay. least that's where they hold all their big events is in Coopersburg.
0: Are they doing a lot of satellite events up towards here?
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be a satellite event in Worcester. I don't think dates have been announced yet. Uh, but they've already been doing uh, satellites. They've been doing like uh, four, five, six events uh, a year uh, okay. last year. Uh, but they never really made it this. I think like New Jersey was the farthest north one they did. And then they went to, I think they had one in like Virginia. So they've been, they've been having satellite events for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty optimistic uh, to see what comes out of them in the near future. Because all the events I've been to for them have been awesome events
0: oh yeah well run
1: yeah really well run plenty of space clean uh you know they had food vendors at the event like they had like sandwich like a sandwich shop catered so you could like buy sandwiches at the event site for like was it like, like was like, it like four dollar bottles of water or? What? no no it was like reasonable it was basically like there okay. was there was a deli in town and the deli just basically set up a satellite shop in in the in the store for them
0: well fuck that's good for the deli too
1: yeah exactly so it it just it was just a great event that I'm always down uh, down for. Hmm. Uh but we got a one K coming up in December. First week of December at uh, Gaming Etc. First week of December.
0: Hmm. See, it's it's still kinda weird. I'm at this I'm at this point now where like uh my son's not really interested in magic and he's with me on the weekends and I think uh, my best my best bet still looks like playing Wednesdays if I get out Wednesdays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I was I was tempted to try to go to tea uh Sunday. I got actually got a message from and I was even gonna try to meet up with one night's pandemonium Thursday?
1: Uh Pandemonium. Thursday Thursday yeah.
0: Yeah. And Thursdays are really, 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 really hard
1: for me to get to <laughs> um,
0: Really, really That's 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 making a big sacrifice to go play Legacy of the Pandemonium. Same with uh
1: but, I mean, I, yeah, I hear that. That's kind of the same for me. Why I can't really make it to gaming et cetera, on Fridays. It's it's just it's too much. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely plenty of options. Like I, I'm I'm glad Pandemonium exists, even though it's not uh, my like preferred game uh, game spot. It's awesome just having that ability to play at.
0: Yeah, right. The option. Mm-hmm. Are they are they still doing? proxy there or not or what
1: no they do vintage i don't know if the vintage is proxied but no okay. Leg- legacy is full sanctioned okay
0: hmm um yeah i still have i still have some store credit at a couple of places too that i gotta exercise and i, I keep trying to figure out like what to pick up and i saw the conspiracy show and tells like 2250 or some oh, yeah. ridiculously low price i'm like yeah i should be buying those now
1: yeah i definitely pick up some show and tells
0: um, I, I'm trying to think of what else even what what's Force of Will at now that's got to be pretty cheap com- considering it's been uh, printed I keep seeing I think I was seeing Alliances once for like 65
1: Uh I saw uh, someone on Twitter a store posted like a flash sale of like Force of Wills at 55 Wastelands at 35
0: yeah and I was actually I saw a couple of Wastelands the other day for sale for $25 a piece from Tempest oh really? were they yeah. like beat to shit? no oh. No, they, they were like, they looked perfect. They looked, they, I wouldn't say they weren't quite like from the picture, you know, I can only see it from a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't look marred. They didn't look anything. Um, they weren't Pac-Man only because, you know, when you look at a card that's like straight out of the pack, it has a sort of radius that, uh, but then at the tips of the radius, you can see the corner.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what, you know what I'm talking about? With the transition, they're not exactly tangent.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the little corner part there just was was had a slight like that was the slight flaw to it, but it was a twenty five dollar wasteland. I'm like, yeah, this, this is absolutely no. It was an extremely good deal. So actually, and you know, while I'm at it, shit, anybody man, check out that fucking Keenan's got that sick deals page. I think that's where I saw him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, James Keenan's uh, MTG sick deals.
0: Yeah, I mean, even the Eternal Master ones on SCG are thirty bucks mm-hmm. for for wastelands. That's this just some cards seem criminally low right now. Even though SCG not doing, you know, not they're announcing that they're losing support for it. Um, I don't see any reason. Like, like who the hell supports fucking vintage, right? But you still have Black Lotuses at extremely high values. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that's terribly relevant, you know. And and especially even if SCG not doing it, wouldn't it just free up supply where demand can actually be filled in Europe and shit now too?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, also, it's just like SEG pulling support. They didn't really pull that much. It's like three fewer events. Okay. And those slots have already been kind of taken up by other stores. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest loss was the loss of coverage uh, with SEG being like one of the more most prominent streams. Yeah, where well, you could watch them every Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't had that for a year. I mean, it was a bigger deal when they stopped doing it every Sunday last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's it's not that big of a deal, uh, but yeah, I think right now is a great time to pick up a lot of these staples, mostly because of Eternal Masters, and then they announced that they're going to have Eternal Masters for sale again during the holidays, so that's going to drive prices a little bit uh, further down as well.
0: Okay, yeah, it looks like I'm seeing even Eternal Masters Force of Wills are at ninety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it, <clears throat> man, people, people
1: just, just people just want that new art.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same as the Alliance ones. They're both ninety. You know, it, it actually the prices look the same for both. Uh, I'm just looking at SCG. I always just default looking at SCG prices.
1: Uh, I'm like, where are you seeing ninety dollar force of wills? <laughs> SCG,
0: yeah, but it's Eternal Masters or Alliances either way. Yeah. Take a look here. Yeah, I I always just default to SCG I know everybody likes TCG low TCM whatever, but. I think all that shit, if I just, like, if I sold you a Force of Will for a dollar, don't I bring down the average on TCG?
1: Uh, well, no. TCG has made changes to to where that that's not relevant. It's no longer a uh, mean. You know, they do, like, a median. So, for example, right now, the market price on Alliance's Force of Wills are $67, and the market price on Eternal Master's Force of Wills are $78. Um, no, so the Eternal Masters once and more. Yeah, so, that's, and they that's never what I was did, um... Well, also it's like the Eternal Masters were a mythic, so there's. I'm actually pretty sure there are fewer Eternal Masters Force of Wills in existence than there are Alliances Force of Wills. I'm not, not probably, it, or at least like they're pretty much a parity because Force of Will was an uncommon in Alliances, and while it had but, a much fewer, uh, much smaller print run, just the fact of being uncommon compared to a, a mythic from a limited print run modern set uh, really restricted that. I I I told you about the one I opened, right? No,
0: I I, I went into a store and I was looking for a void snare. That's what it was. I needed the common void snare for, I think it was when, uh, 10 fins was stolen in Providence. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was trying to put it back together and I wanted a void snare and I walked into a store and the guy charges for everything. And, um, I'm like, yeah, I just need a void snare. It's like a common fucking nickel, whatever. But he knows I'll have a tendency to walk in and buy stuff. Um, <clears throat> and so I asked him how much he's like oh nothing and normally he he'll charge like he i when i for when i started playing again when when i say he charges for stuff when i started playing again i had to buy basic lands from him <laughs> like i'm not fucking kidding
1: Jeez. And,
0: and yeah so he he just gave me the void snare oh fuck now i all lost myself he gave me the void snare but i didn't want to leave his store without buying something mm mm-hmm. mhm so I looked up, and, and he only really does standard, but he has all these boxes of old, like, Rise of Eldrazi and shit. I'm like, it was a, like, $15 pack or fucking Alliance. I'm like, well, let me take an Alliance. There's really nothing in the set that I can think of that's worth anything, except maybe a Helm of Obedience. And if there happens to be a Force of Will, he's like, well, there's two that were already opened out of the box. And I opened the pack, and there was a Force of Will. <laughs> so I stuck it in a hard case and then traded it to me, Um Somebody who had just started playing Magic wanted Force of Will's. And I'm like, well, I got this one that's fucking pristine. Nice. So, that's awesome. That was actually pretty fucking. Neat. That's the only pack of Alliances I ever opened. I normally don't do packs. I usually, I'd, I'd much rather just buy the card. Yeah. Like I'm not going to fucking start cracking packs of conspiracies because I want show and tells. I'll just go buy the show and tells.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what makes the most economic sense.
0: Unless, unless, yeah, I mean if. I'm not, I'm not the spry young chicken I used to be, so I'm, I can't exactly fucking throw a raging draft party at my house and have a bunch of people fucking drafting. But that would be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still have a, a box of conspiracy that I've been waiting to draft, but uh, no one ever wants to draft. They just want to play test and play EDH. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though the packs are right there. Even though the packs are right there.
0: That's sad. <laughs> are, are you charging them to draft it? No. Are you just like we'll open this up, and I'm just keeping all the cards.
1: Yeah, that's what we do. But I mean, I, I, they, they're just, still not interested in doing it? Yeah, it's just I guess it's just daunting. You know, when you sit down to draft, you are committing yourself to be there for a while.
0: I guess. I mean, you do have the whole draft process, but it's not. That's kind of half the fun of it,
1: though, to me. Yeah. Oh well, to each his own. Yep, to each his own. I might just end up cracking this conspiracy set because I want to see if I open a Leovold before I go shell out for one.
0: Um. Hmm. Well, how can we actually do that? Maybe we should just take a fucking uh, Wednesday night, grab me, you, Pat, Kerman, Celso. fucking do it somewhere. No, I guess that really, they're not going to want to take the drive to do that. That's too bad. That is too bad to have like a fucking and I, I went through the same fucking thing with Eter- with what? With Modern Masters. Mm-hmm. At at the box of Modern Masters, I'm like, "Oh, this will be a cool cube, fucking crack all the packs open." I'm like, "Yeah, no. No,
1: that's not
0: that's not happening."
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh it's it's uh it's hard being old and a Magic player.
0: Oh, you're telling me. Someday you'll fucking get to be my age, and it gets worse. I actually now I'm all worrying about whether or not I got Lyme's disease.
1: Yeah, no, I plan on you know transplanting my consciousness into a robot before I ever get to that age.
0: It's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit's fucking weird, man. My, dude, I, uh, <laughs> I pulled
1: a, I pulled a tick off this morning. <laughs> oh, so that's why you're worried about Lyme's disease. <laughs>
0: yeah, my my fucking. Um, my bones are getting fucking bad I, had a, I, I picked up a knee brace I'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Papa Adrian with the knee brace.
0: <laughs> ah, shit's whacked well, I mean I don't know if it, I don't know if you know uh, you know the fucking i was in my my legs went through a trauma. I told you you know about that right
1: uh
0: maybe if you give me more specifics, my legs were broken in a car accident, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't text and drive, kids. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, like, the body doesn't fucking heal. The shit doesn't go backwards. It's really
1: too bad. So, uh, the title of this episode
0: is Everyone's One Day Closer to Death. Everybody's One Day Closer to Death. Be (laughs) thankful you're alive today because you just had Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, man. I remember clearly, so when I was in college, I worked at a liquor store. And I got stuck working the day after Christmas. Uh, so I'm working, and at, like, 11 a.m., shortly after we open, the day after Christmas, this guy comes in, just grabs a couple nips of vodka and a six-pack of, like, bush light. I'm like, okay. oh, how are you doing today? And he just looks me in the eye, and with the most gravelly Clint Eastwood voice, just says, every day above ground's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Pays for his <laughs> shitty beer and vodka nips and before noon and then walks out the door.
0: <laughs> yep. There's a, there's a couple of guys at work that say <laughs> shit like that. But, they, I mean, they're older, so they're really just, you know, any day above ground when you're 76 and shit. You're like, you, you wake up and you're surprised you've beaten the odds. You <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? Oh, oh, I'm here.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, you know what's really fucking awesome? and And this is just like... I get a kick out of this. You, like you kids nowadays, you don't fucking respect your elders. But I'm telling you, this, this is like a. There's a guy at work. I fucking love this guy. And he's like 76, and I asked him one time. I'm like, "What's the what's the scariest moment in your life? You know what was because I figure 76. Just he, he's seen a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? um, and it, he tells me about he was he was trapped in a garage in Worcester during the tornado of '56. And, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I, there's nobody in my fucking imagination could have told me that.
1: Most <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> people probably I like, don't even realize that the Tornado of 56 is a thing.
0: Oh, my God, and it fucking devastated the area. And, like, of course, you know, people in Kansas like, yeah, we have tornadoes all the time. Right. <laughs> Massachusetts, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like... It's like Florida suddenly gets a blizzard. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I pitch it, I'm like, this guy's been in fucking military service, live active duty, his scariest moment was being trapped in a garage in a tornado. He's, he said he saw everything get sucked out of the out of the garage and he was just on the ground. I'm like, wow. And, like, amazing fucking shit. And then I look at it going, man, you know, my teacher was a dick today. <laughs> like,
1: Hurt my oh feelings. come on! That's not fair. You can't <laughs> you can't compare a tornado <laughs> to having a rough day. Okay,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, he's fucking awesome. He's uh. awesome. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, we had one of my. uh I, I don't know if you have. Do you got anybody that's like healthy at work? Like one of the really.
1: <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> I would like to say everyone, but I'm guessing you mean like a health nut.
0: Like just really fucking healthy. I there's a couple of guys at work and I, I I went and was gonna make a coffee the other day and one of them's like, Hey, you wanna try some of this? And he had like mushroom coffee. <laughs> it's like some sort of instant stuff. It's really fucking good, but I just looked at him like, I don't know, man, I really used to like mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, and it took him like ten minutes to make a cup. But it was really it was really fucking good. But then there's like hemp, there's another one that's uh just always eating healthy shit, and I look at these guys, I'm like, man, I'm smoking cigarettes, I am way the fuck out of shape. Like, I just working close with these guys makes me just feel bad about myself. Uh, (laughs) You might hope it might challenge me to do better, but Mm. it really just makes me lose motivation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, luckily I don't have any super healthy people at my work.
0: Oh, it's it's really it's really uh, it's sad. This this so fucking healthy. I feel so bad as I go outside and smoke a cigarette, and then they start telling me shit about like I work in a CNC shop, so you get coolant runs through the machines. And one of the one somebody was telling me what one day they're like, just be careful because that coolant can collect bacteria. And I'm like, yeah, let me finish this cigarette, and then
1: we'll talk <laughs> about the <like>, healthy effects. <laughs> uh, I need to finish my cancer stick before I touch that.
0: <laughs> it's so weird, and I you know it anyway that's all fucking non-magic bullshit but yeah uh, so so what else what do what are you what are you looking at prospecting on doing with with magic lately are you still just hoarding a huge collection or what
1: oh yeah still i can't part with any of my cards man it's so hard do you have do you have more than five, 4
0: copies of something yeah. Besides uh, brainstorm, all right? right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
1: so all the stuff I have more than four copies of. I, there's a couple things I'm trying to move, but I only want to move them for you know not ridiculously low prices. So I have I have like two extra Tarmogoyfs I'm trying to get rid of. What's that? Uh, what like what is Tarmogoyf the card? What, no. What's what's set of the Tarmagoifs from? I have the no? Eternal Masters Tarmogoyfs. Oh, Internet Connection problem.
0: There's a problem with the Internet connection, and then message went away. Um, Eternal Masters,
1: Tarmogoyfs? Yeah. You mean Modern Masters? No, Eternal Ma- uh Oh, yes, yeah, you're right. Yep, Modern Masters. Is it Modern Masters 2 with the little foil emblem at the bottom? Uh, oh, Modern yeah. Masters 1 without it. It's the Modern Masters 2. Because I, I want to put, you know,
0: I still have tin fins, and I, I think um, because what I kept was tin fins with the green sideboard, I've got underground seas. I have a tropical island and a bayou. I just want to go straight to Charless Bug.
1: Yeah, Shardless, I mean, did you listen to our Shardless Bug episode last week? No, you guys do the fucking show
0: notes and shit. I can't
1: really listen anymore. <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> <laughs> we have structure.
0: <laughs> I, I did actually listen to one a couple weeks ago, um, and it came like, I, and like I'll listen at work, so I I can't really like. Um, How could I put it? It, it, I I have to be cautious of what I do. (laughs) I'll have it on headphones while I'm programming something so I can listen to it in the background. And I think it was, like, lunchtime, and there was six minutes that I missed, so I probably missed the scoops. But it was, it was, um, what was the other deck? I missed the Shardless Bug one, but you guys were doing one before that, about, like, Four Color Deathblade or something?
1: Yeah, Bant Deathblade with uh, Tom Smiley. That's what I was listening to.
0: Yeah. It was... uh, it was interesting, you know. It's um, some of the stuff. It's it's. How can I put it? I I've been missing out by not playing lately. I really have been, um, you know. And, and it's it's nice that the things don't change dramatically. Um, you know, I can get back in and keep playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still like, if you went over like I would be lost if somebody was actually going over a deck tech on Eldrazi, because I have no frame of reference. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 uh i don't know i don't know but it's it's cool it's all you, right
1: you want me to uh to blow your mind adrian uh with that you do have a frame of reference for but it is in a hilarious way uh what's that i'm looking at the top eight of the s most recent scg and while i'm happy that uh omni show sneak attack showing uh omni show uh, won the entire event. I'm more interested in the 10th uh, place deck, which I just linked to you in uh, the chat. Okay.
0: Children of Brand. Grizzlebrand. Uh,
1: yeah, Necrotic
0: Ooze. Yeah, this was like a modern version I was thinking about mm-hmm. fucking around with.
1: So this is Ooze Reanimator, uh, which w- it's someone's mashed Tinfins up with a really old tier 3 Reanimator deck uh, that abuses uh, Necrotic Ooze, uh, Triskelion, and Phyrexian Devourer. Uh-huh. So it's the rare uh, reanimator deck that actually runs Buried Alive because you need all three of those creatures in your graveyard to win. So Buried Alive is two in a black. Search your library for up to three creature cards and put them into your graveyard. So it's basically uh-huh. a triple entomb. Yeah. Uh, what you do is you get Necrotic Ooze, Triscalian and Phyrexian Devourer, and you reanimate the Necrotic Ooze. And Necrotic Ooze is two black black for a four three. As long as it's on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all creature cards in all graveyards. So if you also have uh, the Grizzlebrand that's also in the deck in your graveyard, that Necrotic Ooze can also pay seven to draw seven life, or sorry, pay uh-huh. seven life to draw seven cards. Uh, but what you yeah. re- what you really want to do is have Triskelion and Feroxian devour because then you just win on the spot. So Triskelion is six for a one one. It enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it, and it has remove a plus one plus one counter, deal one damage to target creature or player. So keep in mind, Necroticus now has the ability remove a plus one plus one counter from it to deal one damage to target creature or player.
0: But it has no plus-one, plus-one counters on it, correct? Ah, I'm, not
1: gla- I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Correct. It does not get any counters from Driskelion. It does get it, however, from Phyrexian Devourer, which is also a card in alliances. You could have opened this in your pack, Adrian. <laughs> I probably did and fucking threw it away. <laughs> uh, so it's six for a one-one. Uh, Phyrexian Devourer's power is, if its power is seven or greater, bury it. And it has zero, so you can do it, basically that's old school way of saying you can just activate it whenever you want. Right. Remove the top card of your library from the game, put X plus one plus one counters on Phyrexian Devourer, where X is equal to that card's casting cost. Okay. So Necroticus now has an ability that says, exile the top card of your library, put X plus one plus one counters onto it, equal to the, the converted mana cost of that card right it also has the ability so
0: like minus basic lands i could actually mill 20 and ping you for 20
1: right but phyrexian devourer you can activate over and over again so you can exile any number of cards from the top of your library to put you know basically infinite plus one plus one counters on Necroticus. right and then triskelion's ability if you remember is remove a plus one plus one counter to deal one damage target creature or player Mm-hmm. So your exile 20 converted cast and cost worth of cards, put 20 plus 1 plus 1 counters on Necroticus, and then blow your opponent's face up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just go explosive with this deck and go turn 1, Dark Ritual, Buried Alive, uh, turn 2, Thought Seize Them to Clear the Way, Reanimate, or Shallow Grave, uh, in, uh, it looks like it's the other reanimation spell that they're running.
0: So, so there is no. Oh, that's really too bad. Uh, yeah,
1: wh- what place did this come in? It came in tenth, tenth place. That's pretty fucking good for this. It's a hilarious deck. Well, I love that they also combined it with Tin Fins because they're also running the Children of Coralis Grizzlebrand package.
0: Yeah, it's just like yeah, That's what I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, even if you, well, it, if you Dark Ritual into a Shallow Grave and get Grizzlebrand on the field, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if you go from a Tin Fins perspective. You know, you could draw in getting children to Coilless and keep drawing, um, but you really don't have, from a Burning Fins idea, you don't have a way to just crack LED and get ne- uh, Necrotic Ooze Triskelion, and Devourer in the graveyard. Right. But it's it's a it's a different basis of a deck. It's not the same.
1: Yeah. So just to kind of run it through for for people at home. So for the creatures, it's got seven: one Frickin Devourer, one Triskelion, three necroticus. Uh, and then one Children of Coralus, one Grizzle Brands. And then the rest of the deck is pretty much four ofs four Lotus Petal, four Brainstorm, four Dark Ritual, four Entomb, four Shallow Grave, four Buried Alive, four Cabal Therapy, four Gataxian Probe, four Reanimate, and then two Thoughtseize rounding it out. <laughs> It's just a tight list. <laughs> three, 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 three Dread of Night in the sideboard. <laughs> three Dread of Night in the sideboard. What, what's Containment Priest? Is that a 2-1 or a 2-2? Two two no, two it's a 2-2, two two, so he needs two of okay. them. <laughs> I mean, he's also running a Massacre. Uh, yes. Oh, man. This deck that looks...
0: Nothing supposed must be but just terrible.
1: Yeah, this looks super fun. I kind of want to try it out in an event. Looks weird with two Abrupt Decay. Yeah, two abrupt decay in the sideboard. What the hell is Collective Brutality? This is out of a new set. Oh, Collective Brutality. That's the new card. It's, the, yeah, discard a card. So, target player reveals their hand. You choose an instant or sorcery from it, and they discard it. Target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn, so kills those containment priests. And then, target opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. So, what do you do? You escalate, you discard a card. Right, so you can pick multiple modes by discarding a card. So you can discard those Grizzlebrands, you can discard those uh, Trescallions, those Rexian Devourers.
0: So a black and a colorless, I can actually bin Grizzlebrand and Thought Seize You. Yep. It's kind of
1: interesting. And give give something, because it it also just does one of them without discarding a card. So if you just want to do one of those modes, you, you don't even have to discard a card to it.
0: Yeah, that does seem expensive for 10 fins then. It, it's kind of neat. Target opponent loses 2 life and you gain 2 life, but you can't choose the same mode twice, right?
1: Right. You can't just discard your hands and have target player lose 12 life. Okay. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be pretty busted if you could. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fucking good.
0: Then I'll fork it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. jeez, uh, I don't know. If you fork something that's multi-mode... Does it only? Can you choose? Can, do you have to rechoose the mode? You
1: must. I don't know. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does fork and collective brutality work? <laughs> oh,
0: wow! That is uh, that is something for Leyline of the Void. So yeah. they're really worried about decks with white and decks in the graveyard.
1: Yeah, I mean he knows what he's afraid of, and he's playing for, against it. So. Which
0: is kind of weird. Necrotic Ooze has all active abilities of all creatures in all graveyards.
1: Yep, in all graveyards.
0: Huh. Uh, oh, maybe it's just against saw spells. I don't know. <laughs> Lane of the
1: Void seems pretty... I mean, I think the deck's afraid of faster graveyard decks. Like, it's afraid of dredge. Because, keep in mind, it's a slower version than Tinfin's Reanimator, because you're trying to resolve those Buried Alives. Hmm. And I mean, you have the dark rituals, but you're, you know, you can't always rely on dark ritualing into buried alive.
0: Oh yeah, right. Right. I mean, buried alive is is high casting cost anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about starting to play with Corpse Dance. I want to get some one of my buddies has them for me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's like three casting cost shallow grave. Yeah, yeah. And I think Corpse Dance might even be modern legal.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. There's always those random cards that you never thought would be uh modern legal pop up.
0: Mm. Hmm. I wonder. I haven't fucking been following modern at all. I wonder if anybody's still playing Gorio's Vengeance at all. I noticed it looks like. I mean, I was just you know ch- checking around on SCG's lists on different prices. I, I really want to. really want to be looking for fetch lands right now too.
1: Yeah, you get those cons fetch lands. They're pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, because at, at a certain point, I need. I'm going to need more Zendikar ones again. Um,
1: I mean, I think they're going to be reprinted sooner rather than later. Like, I would say they're, they'd probably be reprinted within the next two years.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to want cons ones when they reprint those, because those will be, you know, I can trade cons ones for Zendikar ones when they get reprinted. Yeah.
1: I'm still sitting on some boxes of cons, because I just think those are going to be money down the line yeah i
0: i would say especially since like they actually had boxes where every pack had a fetch in it
1: oh yeah that's true (laughs) they had like the god packs yeah remember when wizards print run went crazy for a while it started in like theros when they had the god packs where there were booster packs where it was just one of every god uh one thing i i did also want to show you is there was another interesting deck from that uh that tournament what's that so I just linked it for you. In 11th place, right next to our 10th place Necroticus uh fan, <laughs> uh, we had Nick Fit with Mitchell Stephenson. All right. He's got some interesting choices
0: in here. I've never <laughs> heard of this fucking card. Nessie, she doesn't have a picture of it. Which one?
1: Oh, up, Yeah. She's from the new commander. That is a lot of fucking abilities. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so it's... Uh, white, Blue, uh, Black, Green, Flying, Vigilance, Trample, Death Touch? Uh,
0: Lifelink, not uh,
1: Trample. Not Trample, Lifelink, sorry, doing yep. it from memory. I got my ass kicked by it in Commander the other night, so I know it somewhat. And then it has, at the beginning of your end step, Proliferate. Let's <laughs> uh, go in that, what, what, what
0: did he say? He had four-color what? Uh, four-color bant Dark Bant, right? That's this
1: color, right? That's this yeah. Thing? It could fit that, huh? It's, it's it's actually just very impressive on the aggro side. Uh, I was talking to Aaron about this earlier because he brought it to my attention, but uh, it's just a a beater of a four drop. Uh, sure, yeah. Like it's, if, if, it's
0: you, a, if you can get the colors together, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's basically a batter skull. It's a four-four vigilance life link that also has flying. Uh, death touch, I feel, is not that relevant, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> um,
0: well, I mean, I guess it's relevant against, like, uh, a reanimated brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there will be those niche cases where the Death Touch comes up. But, I mean, still, just even if it didn't have Death Touch, it'd still be pretty good. You know, 4-4 yeah, Flying uh, Vigilance really, Lifelink.
0: <laughs> huh. And actually, I guess with the Veteran Explorer's Cabal Therapy thing, because it's got Cabal Therapies, right? Yeah, so it does the same oh, yeah. thing. It can fix its mana real easy with Deathrite Shamans.
1: Yep, it, I mean, it's a Nick Fit deck. And then the Proliferate. <laughs> the Proliferate is doesn't come up oh, too right. so often, but it helps actually... with the
0: two Planeswalkers. <laughs> right, this also. Does this do. This doesn't have Birthing Pod, huh? No. I thought
1: that was one of the things with Nick Fit, no? No, I mean, that's a build of Nick Fit. Some Nick Fits will have Pod, but not all of them. Okay. I feel all Legacy Pod decks are Nick Fit, Nick Fit decks, but not all Nick Fit decks are Pod decks. I gotcha, yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, your basic Nick Fit uh, list using Veteran Explorer Cabal Therapy to ramp into big creatures. So it's also running, you know, Four Siege Rhino, Sigarda, uh, Host of Herons, uh, our buddy Leovold, uh, and then Sun Titan is also rounding out like the top of the slots.
0: So here's I mean, I guess this is what I see, right? If you have Sigarda and Atroxa on the field, you're really not worrying about an Emrakul at all.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, you're
0: not going to have to sacrifice it, and you're going to death-touch it when it comes at you.
1: Yep. I mean, I feel if you have a Sigarda and a Traxa in play, you're probably winning that game no matter what. And, yeah,
0: or you're probably not even playing Legacy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah, it does kind of look like a Commander deck. <laughs> but uh, did you see the Planeswalkers he's running? There are some interesting choices. <laughs> So he's got a so his only two planeswalkers are Sorin Grim Nemesis which is like from the new innistrad which which is the 6 drop Sorin four white mm. black six loyalty his plus one is reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost that can get pretty big in this deck. It's like, oh, reveal my cigar, oh, 5 yeah, right. five damage to you. <laughs> reveal my Siege Rhino, 4 damage to you.
0: <laughs> and then I'll cast it and drain you again, right? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, and then Soren's minus X. Uh, he deals X damage to target creature or Planeswalker, and you gain X life. So kind of cool he's a Planeswalker killer. Uh, and then his minus nine put a number of 1-1 one, one Black Vampire Knight creature tokens with lifelink onto the battlefield, equal to the highest life total among all players. Mm. So, I don't know how often you ultimate with him, but I feel if you're ultimating with him, you're putting a lot of vampire tokens into play. Uh, engineered
0: explosives. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying, that's, it's really... It seems like, I mean, it just... I'd, I'd hate to compare it to a Jace Ultimate. It just doesn't... Yeah, matter. it's
1: Ultimate is definitely not the impressive part of the card. But that plus plus uh, that plus one is pretty relevant in this build. Like, yeah, it certainly fucking looks it. Holy shit. Like, it looks like the, the curve, you know, the average converted casting cost is around four. Like, three and a half, four.
0: <laughs> Even just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really... Holy shit. And then there's an Elspeth on the sideboard.
1: <laughs> yep, Elspeth on the sideboard. But the other planeswalker main is nissa vital force which is the kaladesh nissa so it's like three green green is is this the kaladesh nissa or or, because they started
0: doing just planeswalker decks right where the the planeswalkers aren't seen in any set they're only in these
1: intro decks yeah it might be the intro deck one it has the it has the kaladesh set symbol so i'm not sure if this is but i think the planeswalker deck ones also did as well okay but uh it's three green green five loyalty Plus one, untap target land you control until your next turn. It's a five-five creature with haste. It's still a land. Minus three is return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. And minus six, you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Mm. So I almost feel with her, you tick her up to six, and then immediately just alter the next turn, and then just your land drops. You never worry you have to have to worry about top decking a land drop, land drop again. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know if Nissa's is the best choice. I feel there's probably a better choice for a planeswalker in that slot. I do like the Soaring a lot. <laughs> I, I, I do, too, because
0: you never fucking see it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, who's, who's
0: going to, uh, nobody's going to Cabal Therapy
1: that out of your hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, I'd call the judge. <laughs> oh, no shit, right? Blind Therapy, Nissa Vital Force. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, other interesting thing is, instead of running Swords of Plowshares, he's running Path to Exiles, uh, which I actually really like, because you're already giving your opponent plenty of free lands with Veteran Explorer, why bother giving him free life with, uh, p- uh, Swords of Plowshares? Just, especially, just run Path. Well,
0: especially if you can kill him with a fucking Siege Rhino trigger, or, or a Sauron trigger.
1: Right, exactly, you don't have, it doesn't drag the game out.
0: Plus, you're probably, you probably, like... Path to Exile, something in Shardless Bug, they're not grabbing a basic.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of decks is going to be a free path. Uh, and, you know, it, everyone forgets about the hidden mode on path, path to Exile. In a pinch, it can be the worst explorer, or the worst uh, la- fetch land ever. Exile one of your creatures, uh, search your library for a basic land. Mm-hmm. So when you just absolutely need to make that land drop so you can cast a Trax on turn four. Uh, path to Exile can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wait.
0: Forest, island, plain, swamp. He's got all the basics to do it. Yeah. Huh, oh, no shit. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Now, what else was this in this event? Anything good? I, um, how do I even see? Uh, eleven twenty. Wait, eleven twenty. Here. You keep it Yeah, I want to see the whole. Yeah. Th-
1: this was event. Uh, uh, this was yeah. This took place yesterday. Oh. Wait, where was this? Uh, oh, Knoxville. Okay. Yep,
0: in Knoxville. All right. So there was a, in a typical storm deck. Um, hmm. Is there anything interesting that Elves has been doing lately? No. I Same? mean, it's just
1: kind of interesting that it's in the top eight. We haven't seen it in the top eight for a while.
0: Um, we well, get to see Rurik Thar again.
1: Yep, he's definitely been uh. ...popping up more often than not. Are they not running... Oh, there's the Crater Hoof. I'm like, why can't I find that Crater Hoof? That would make no sense. Uh, oh, this version's also running the one of Shaman of the Pack. Um, Garuk Relentless in the sideboard. Garruk Relentless is good. Actually, uh, speaking of Nissa Vital Force... uh, ...this Elves player, Gary Leek is running a Nissa in his sideboard. Oh, uh, yeah. Is there some yeah. interaction I'm just not thinking
0: of here? They just went to Planeswalker control game, too. <laughs>
1: I guess, but I just feel there must be, like, better Planeswalkers for that slot. Up, up
0: to your next turn, it becomes a... F-
1: like, that I plus mean, it, like, is- That, that yeah. lets you untap a
0: Gaia's Cradle. Yeah, that's true. It does let you untap a Gaia's Cradle. It doesn't seem terribly good. I mean, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. What, get your glimpse? No, permanent card. You can't even get a glimpse back. Just a certain elf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 got to be fun untapping a land, but that seems really awkward when you have a shitload of creatures that will all produce mana.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like that it can ult pretty much the turn after you it comes into play. So you play it, you plus one it, uh, make a protection next turn, just ult it, and then all your land drops basically, uh, you know, turn into draws. Which is very good for a deck like Elves. You know, one of the one ways you can luck out and beat Elves on a glimpse is they just hit a clump of lands and they can't they can't get a uh, critical mass of Elves to uh, go off.
0: But that still seems more valuable in a deck playing exploration.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely has you know better uses elsewhere. But that's the only thing I can see for this deck. I'm I I would be really interested to speak to the players running Nyssa to see what their thoughts are on, you know, why they were running it, for which matchups, uh, you know, what their end goal is with it.
0: Yeah, because I guess if you're playing, well, what, you would pay five, cast Nyssa, then the turn afterwards you could actually, like, activate a Cradle and fucking untap it, try to get enough mana. That seems seems, it seems it strange to me. Yeah, I'm curious. Be curious.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can free roll it. You can, you know, tap Cradle, cast Nyssa, plus her to. Uh, untap the cradle, but, you know, I don't know why you bother casting. You basically just did all that so you could get a 5-5 five, five cradle. Hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: and then there's actually...
1: I don't know, so maybe, maybe one shard- of our listeners knows knows the answer. Shardless Bug doesn't seem like it's changed at all. Uh, moving on. Yeah, Shardless Bug's pretty, pretty similar. Oh, I actually noticed there were two sneak and show lists in the, uh... Top 8. Uh, and actually, the one that came in 7th place is actually like traditional uh, Sneak and Show. It's not running any the Omnis. Oh yeah, that's right. Really three auditions, huh? Okay. Yeah, in, in the winning um, one. But the 7th place one is just pure Sneak and Show. Remember when we had the discussion a while ago? <laughs> Which one? Uh, I'm
0: robotic again, aren't I? Yeah, you are. I, I, I don't even know. You know what's really sad about that? My tower is right next to my Switch. Like and I have it wirelessly connected to my network. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Um, yeah, we'll we'll muddle through this, and I'll fucking hard ca- hard connect this thing afterwards, which is an unfortunate time to do it. So, what did they do? So, what the first one not playing as many sneak attacks? What did they cut?
1: Uh, they cut down in creatures, so they're only running three Emrakul and three Grizzle Brand.
0: Okay, and three sneak attacks instead of four, four, and four. So that's what they did. Shaved one of each to put in the three omniscience.
1: Yep, exactly. Hmm.
0: Is there... And then what do they, they... Well, have intuition. Then, I didn't see any cunning
1: wish. Uh, no, they're running three cunning wish. So what else did they shave? Oh, they shaved some of the cantrips for... Okay. Uh, actually, no, they're running three preordained as well. Of course, well... Uh, they shaved a uh, the lotus attack. Well. The Lotus yeah. Petal or the
0: Getaxian Probes?
1: Well, they're only running three Lotus Petal, uh, and I mean that, they're not running Getaxian Probe, but that's actually uh, pretty common. A lot of the decks aren't running Getaxian Probe. Uh, the one that came in seventh is running three Getaxian Probe, but I'm actually I don't I don't like Getaxian Probe in Sneak Sneaking Show. Uh, no, yep.
0: I, yeah, just let you know if it's case, safe to cast Show and Tell.
1: Yeah, but I mean just, just do it. Just know. Just look your opponent in just the eyes. Just no. <laughs> look your opponent in the eyes and say, I'm calling you bluff." off. <laughs> yep.
0: Um I've seen you duress me. I don't think you're holding Grizzlebrand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I I just don't like playing that version of the deck. <laughs> it's uh it's just not as enjoyable to me. Uh I prefer to go the purist method.
0: Yeah, I think I think we have a uh, I think that's just where we differ. Like, <laughs> no, no it's, it's I don't consider Sneak and Show to be a straight combo deck. It's obviously a combo deck. I just, it doesn't chain things together the way I think a combo deck, in, in my mentality, does. Like Ant is a combo deck. It chains a series of things together. Um, sneak and show just plays sneak attack and attack. <laughs> it doesn't really. It doesn't really make a series of plays. Like Omni Show will make a series of plays.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? It, um, it's just. It's just. I, like I know you and. The rest of the world says Sneak and Show is a combo deck.
1: <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from, though. It's not like a chain-reaction combo deck. Like, Elves is a combo deck in that you play a bunch of Elves and then play Crater Hoof. You know, Storm's a combo deck in that you chain a bunch of cantrips together and then tendrils them. It's usually a line
0: you have to look for, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sneak and Show doesn't necessarily have a line you have to look for. It just has a. It's either there or it's not.
1: No, I mean, Sneak and Show has a line. It's just a very short line. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a segment. It's a very small line segment. Yes. Yeah. Which is why I like it. You know, you just do it. <laughs> you look <laughs> your opponent in the eye and you say, it's I'm calling your bluff.
0: <laughs> it's hard to take a wrong turn when there's only two turns to take.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. It's always nice to see it, uh, you know, pop near the top eight. I'm waiting. I think I think it might be okay to bring it out of hiding. I think the hate has died down a little bit, so it it may be time to dust off the old sneak attacks. Wow, that is kind of weird, huh? They had
0: Sneak It Show came in first and seventh. I don't see Death and Taxes. Yeah. And, and the other guy had three copies of fucking Curse of the Night or whatever. Of Dread, he, Dread of Night in his sideboard.
1: I know. I'm hoping that because t- Death and Taxes got so good, everyone just packed all the Death and Taxes hate and hated it out of the existence. Which, I mean, I might be dead and this is heaven. <laughs> but if it could stay that way, that'd be great.
0: Hmm. Um, how's the matchup between, like, Grixis Delver and Death and Taxes?
1: Grixis is actually pretty good uh, because they're a much slower deck than the other Delver decks. Um, you know, they're more about winning through Young Pyromancers and Gurmag Anglers. Uh, okay. So they generally give you a turn or two extra compared to like uh, Rug Delver or Bug Delver. So I, I like that. You know, Grixis of the Delver matchups is probably the most favorable Delver matchup. Okay, and
0: and somehow Elves made it through too. So maybe, yeah, maybe people just are playing less Death and Taxes?
1: Yeah, I think Death and Taxes is just getting hated out. I mean, like we said, the, <laughs> that Reanimator player running three Dread of Night and a Massacre in his uh, sideboard. I don't think he was the only one, you know, packing hate for for Death and Taxes. Mm,
0: that reminds me, I got I got gotta follow-up on these playmats, too. I have uh, There's a couple people I got to get back to, because um, we have Thalia playmats, too, mm-hmm. that people put in bids for.
1: No, nah, just burn those. No one wants that yet. Play mats. <laughs> no, I will not burn them.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I think. I think at the moment, I'm trying to remember what we have anyway to go towards a charity. Um, and I don't know if Pass got common stuff too. We'll figure out where we're at. Yeah.
1: Uh speaking of sorry, I'm just looking through this top eight and seeing more and more ridiculous stuff. Did you take a look at that reanimator list? What, the ooze one? <laughs> no, the other one, the one that came in fourth place. <laughs> oh, it's this one. It's running a very, very strange four copies in the main deck. <laughs> let me let me know when you see it, as I'm sure you will pick it out. Unmake. <laughs> <I> <laughs> four copies of Unmake which i did not know this card existed but it's uh it's 3 mana both a hybrid black white so white black white black white black, black. instant exile target creature
0: that would <laughs> make more sense playing chrome mux
1: <laughs> like why like i like he can dark ritual and unmake something and sure he can get up to three lands but i just feel there are much more efficient creature removals than unmake
0: Sh- Sure. It still seems like it would make more sense playing Chrome Mox. I can't knock the deck. I just can't understand it. Like, whenever I see any reanimator deck playing Chancellor of the Annex,
1: mm-hmm. I yeah, really
0: just wonder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for Chancellor of the Annex. I mean, it, it's almost like he's going towards the all-in reanimator, but he's not as explosive. Um, it's It's like... He it, it's the black red reanimator list. You know, he, if you notice, he's not running any blue. Yeah, that's a good faithless looting. It's just there's no like black red reanimator.
0: I thought still played burning wish.
1: Some versions of it will, and the chancellor of the annex is pretty common for the black red reanimator list. It's just this un, these four of unmakes, uh, and then also he has some pretty nice spice in the sideboard. He's running three strongholds gambit, which is a favorite. Mm-hmm favorite of, favorite of all of us but also did you see his three copies of reverent silence i kind of yeah. like that
0: <laughs> I, I was just looking at the archetype of endurance
1: mm-hmm. but yeah reverent silence three and a green sorcery if you control a forest you can have your opponent gain six life instead of paying its mana cost destroy all enchantments <laughs> uh-huh
0: that's a, that's a good way to get rid of Leyland of the Void.
1: Yeah, I, I think he was planning on playing against Enchantments that day. <laughs> there, there
0: was an Enchantress in 16th also. There,
1: there was, there was an Enchantress. Uh, but I think it's just a free way to get rid of Rest in Peace for him. You know, he just has a you in play, and then he just, uh, you know, exiles their, by, their uh, Rest in Peace and goes off. You know, you can cast it for free, so even if you're st- stuck on... You know, uh, one black. Uh, you can dark ritual, uh, entomb, exhume, uh for the win right there.
0: Hmm. Oh, what the hell? Oh my! Wait, wait, wait! All right, Jerry, what the hell am I looking at here? Number fifteenth, fifteenth place, blue, blue, red, Delver, with with two eight drops. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the Bedlam Reveler? Oh. Yeah. Dude, Bedlam Reveler is the best. Love that guy. Why? He's so good, because he, he costs two red. Okay, because you just get six instants in your
0: graveyard for the Delver deck?
1: Yep, it's basically Delve without having to exile the cards. Oh, okay. Well, that's cute.
0: He yep. has a
1: 3-4 with prowess.
0: When he enters the battlefield, discard your hand, then draw three cards.
1: Yep, and with these decks, when you play him, you basically have... He's your only card in hand. He's the best top deck you can hope for. And he's still an 8-drop, so he gets around a Chalice at 2, right? Oh, yeah, he gets around Chalice of the Void. Uh, he gets around, you know, Counterbalance. So he's a threat that can get, you know, get through those, which are typically very difficult cards for Blue-Red Delver to beat. Holy shit. That's... Wow, yeah, that that guy is pretty interesting.
0: And 3-Storm Chaser Mage.
1: That's... Huh. Oh, that's pretty wild. Yeah, Bedlam River's great. I've been running him and thinking the ice. Okay. Hmm.
0: Well, so and th- there's this SCG anyway. <laughs> um, so what else are we are we
1: off of SCG now? Yeah, I think we've uh, exhausted uh, SC SG.
0: All right, then, moving right along. So, it's uh it must be Monday and we just went past Thanksgiving. So I'm sure you were feeling all thankful. Now you could be all sad again. <laughs> we can we could look forward to Christmas. We can trim our trees or, or celebrate whatever we celebrate however we choose to celebrate it. Um Yeah. I got to I got to get on some play mats. I got to get I got to get this shit going. Um What you got anything planned coming up or uh, anybody you want to scoop in? While well, we head that way, oh,
1: we're gonna head into some scoops.
0: A little bit. It's getting it's getting close to my bedtime. I'm a little old.
1: Yeah, I know how it is. I gotta add some foil bedlam revelers to my shopping cart. <laughs> are they
0: are they expensive? <laughs> no, they're actually like five bucks
1: each. What about uh, f- for foil? For foil? Hmm. I heard actually, it's really fucking interesting. Or two dollars for the non-foil. What else? What else do they have that had? Or is that the only card that did that? Uh, uh, where
0: it was like Delve, but not Delve.
1: Yeah, I think it's the only card that did it because it's not a keyword. It's just an ability of the card. Okay.
0: So that's, that didn't have like a series of those things?
1: No. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick them up. I have one copy and it's been amazing, so I definitely want to experiment him. I actually, I'm kind of interested to see how he could be in Sneak and Show as an alternative win condition. Because if you sneak him into play, he's not the worst, because he can just be a free Ancestral uh, Recall. You know, Sneak Attack is one red, draw three cards, and see if you draw into a Grizzlebrand or Emmercool. And also, when they shut off your show until shut off your Sneak Attack, Bedlam Reveler can win the game by himself if it's a uh, if it's a, against a certain type of deck. I right. mean, a 3-4 with prowess and a deck that's mostly instants and sorceries is pretty damn good. Well, it's just a non-creature spell, so yeah, even just casting a Lotus Petal. Yeah, Lotus, Lotus Petal. Uh, you know, in my version, I'm running Sensei's Divining Top, so mm-hmm. you can chain Sensei's Divining Tops together.
0: And how uh, many tops are you running?
1: Uh, I run two... Well, my my build is ridiculous because I'm splashing white for Monastery Mentor. I think if I ran the Bedlam Reveler, I would cut the white and just go back to pure blue-red.
0: That might make more sense.
1: hmm But, uh i don't know but,
0: so you're doing two tops enough to cycle anyway
1: yeah yeah that because that's what i was doing with monastery mentor because oh what gets, oh that's right. what it gets gross he's got, he's got
0: prowess but he doesn't make tokens okay gotcha
1: yeah i mean he's not that good <laughs> <laughs> but i mean still just a three four like he's outside of bolt range uh so, and he can just you know attack through most things you know he can attack through a delver he can attack through a death shaman you know he, if Oh, yeah, I
0: guess he, well, he can, Jeez, oh, yeah, he really doesn't do much with a fucking unequipped true name.
1: No, I mean, he's not, he's not going to just be the end all be all, but I think he's just some nice spice that you can have and also just, you know, there are a lot of times in Seek Show when my opponent just goes all in and stopping me and then just doesn't have a win condition of their own. You know, they they just go all in on like Python needle sneak attack, and then ke- keeping up six counter spells for show and tell. Yeah, and we just get into these board stalls where it's just like, all right, who can top deck their threat first? And
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: he's just you know a way to um, you know maybe he's not even main deck. Maybe you just run some of them in the sideboard, but just bringing them in. He's something that you can hardcast without show and tell and sneak attack. And if you sneak attack him into play, you know he's even you know he's 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 a decent sneak attack. You know, draw three cards, placement spells. He pump him up to like a five uh, a five six and swing in for some chunks of damage. Mm. So I I'm uh, I'm kind of intrigued into experimenting with that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So what else? I think that's it you want to get into some scoops yeah let's do a couple of scoops some scoops who do you want to scoop in
0: um das beach
1: oh yeah das beach is awesome i yeah they, so he he posted he was with corbin and uh like framingham beer works and that's not is it was it corbin i thought it was corbin corbin hostler with him
0: yeah Lita was saying corbin and i'm like Okay, I didn't, and I thought Corbin was from like Maryland. I didn't realize he was part of Team Tusk.
1: Well, he does. Uh, he does coverage for Wizards of the Coast, so he travels around doing coverage. Okay, all right.
0: Yeah, I still haven't talked to Lita. I don't even know how they connected that, but like she's she's told me that sometimes she'll be someplace and she she recognizes people talking about magic from hearing me. <laughs> like she has no idea about the game, but all of a sudden somebody will say like. Oh well, you know, then I tapped and attacked or whatever, and she goes, "Are you guys talking about magic?" Like I don't know how she recognized it or how they. Yeah, she must have recognized it last <coughs> night. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how it came about. I haven't talked to her yet, but uh, it just uh, see so yeah, and just scoop into all of Team Tusk. I, I was. <laughs> I was connecting with Evan recently too to see how he's been doing. Yeah, all them guys are good. Hey, Andrew. Nice.
1: Just a general scoop in.
0: Hell yeah. Scoop into Team Tusk and Team and Bears.
1: Celso <laughs> so was too good to join us tonight. Oh no, no, he was taking care of Mama Bear. Ah, uh, I see. Don't wanna you don't want uh, angry Mama Bear. No, it's almost hibernation
0: season. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and see, you're I'm not gonna staying
1: gonna... in my cave, Celso. so don't even <laughs> ask. <laughs> uh anyone else you want to scoop in?
0: Kerman and Kyle. Yeah. Flip. yeah that because pat's gonna edit out all my robotos. <laughs> yes how about you jerry where do your scoops go
1: uh, you already scooped everyone in there's no one left
0: <laughs> oh there yeah, must be uh i mean you, uh, got, you got dan and mike
1: yep yeah it would just just i'm gonna See, look s-
0: at that. now i'm just scooping people in for you scooping
1: people in for <laughs> me i'm just gonna scoop everyone in how about that you know happy thanksgiving i'm thankful for all of you
0: Look at that, a special holiday episode of What the Hell Did We Do Now?
1: Yep. <laughs> Good. Mm. It's it's sickeningly cheery in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, this turkey fucked me up. I gotta take a
1: nap. <laughs> you haven't
0: eaten yet. It's not the future. <laughs> oh. Do, 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 do you watch football? Do you get into, like, the football Thanksgiving type stuff? Nah. I try to get into, like, watching the fucking, what is it, the Macy's Day Parade? Mm-hmm. Is't that what they do Thanksgiving parade whatever the hell they do? I try to get into watching that, and I'm like, I don't know, you know what you know what's really really fucking neat is this is this is like kind of holiday sort of tradition by now, and like I know Lita just did it the other day. Her mother makes handmade raviolis from scratch delicious it's ridiculously delicious, <laughs> and like her father's always trying to tell everybody slow down on the raviolis. We got a turkey coming out in a minute. And usually by the time I'm looking at a turkey, I'm full of raviolis because I don't listen well. Good. (laughs) Not one of your strong seeds. No, as soon as you tell me not to do something, I'm doing it twice. Good. It's it's part of my ignorance.
1: (laughs) All right. You ready to roll some dice, Adrian? Oh, shit. We're rolling dice. We're rolling dice. Here we go. All
0: right. I I got the list here. Go ahead. Roll the dice and tell me what number you got. (laughs)
1: You do not have. You have an imaginary I, I, list. No, no, no.
0: Roll the dice. Tell me what number you get. I know what it. Is. I'm under the. I, go ahead. What what you got? I don't feel good about
1: this, but here we go.
0: Uh, we got a number three. Okay, number three. So this is from Braden Defoe a ten hour loop of the Jerry Springer Show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please put the whole thing because I want people to be super confused when they load up this episode and it's like eleven hours. <laughs> <They're> like,
0: <laughs> be like a one hour episode followed by ten hours of Jerry Springer.
1: <laughs> yep, so uh happy Monday everyone. <laughs> Enjoy this... your Jerry Springer sound off. <laughs>